welcome to another episode of Sportsology, the podcast. Today joining me is the first pick in the 2021 NWHL draft, Connecticut Whale, Taylor Gerard. How are you doing today, Taylor? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm happy to be here. I'm doing well, and I'm happy you are. <laughs> so can you tell the listeners a bit about yourself and you're like what you do? Yeah, so I mean, I guess about myself is like, I started playing hockey when I was like around two, like my dad would make a little like ice rink in our backyard and me and my brother would just kind of play hockey on the ice back there. And then, um, yeah, I played boys hockey up until I was like 10 or 11. And then I switched to girls and then, um, I played honey baked and then I kind of, I got recruited to go to Lindenwood. So I went to Lindenwood for three years and then I got hurt. Our coach got fired. It was this whole situation. So then I transferred over to Quinnipiac where I spent my last two years. And yeah, it was an absolute blast. And now I got chosen to play in the NWHL and I couldn't be more excited to be able to continue playing. So yeah, I guess that's a little bit about me. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome to hear. I mean, anytime you you get picked to go to a professional team, it's always uh pretty mind-boggling and um you know you get really excited for that kind of stuff so uh you know congratulations and um hopefully you know things go well so so like you said you uh Connecticut actually traded up prior to the draft if I'm correct uh for the first pick and they obviously ended up drafting you what was that experience like could you walk us through that yeah absolutely so I had no idea that I was gonna be like like I knew I was gonna go to Connecticut I didn't know I was gonna be picked first So I actually was in New York for the week of the draft. Like I was working a hockey camp and the hockey camp was like consisted of like, I don't know, a hundred girls that were under the age of 14. So um, the night of the draft or whatever, I was on like the live show and during it. So like I was like up in my hotel room and um, the lady that like runs um, Premier Ice Prospects is what I was working she like broadcasted the draft downstairs because we all were staying at the same hotel so all the girls were like watching it so like after I did my like interview after I was chosen I went downstairs and all the girls were like screaming and they were like oh my god like congratulations parents were coming up to me like I was getting pictures with girls I was doing some autographs like it was such a surreal experience like I don't know it was unreal it's uh, you definitely turn into a bit of an icon in a couple of seconds there. Yeah, for sure. Especially it, with all the little girls, like oh my gosh, I felt like a superstar. Yeah, see, and and that's that's what I that's what I love about you know even sports just in general and even talking about hockey. Yeah. You know, we all grow up, uh, you know, loving a certain athlete, and we we try to take after them. Which actually leads me to my next question is. Growing up as a young woman, wanting to play hockey, you know, ha- having that feeling of what you want to do. Like, there's so many role models to pick from. Cassie Campbell, who's um, actually president of the Stanley Cup final. Uh, Jennifer Botterill, Haley Wickenheiser, who is actually um, is a coach for the Leafs right now. Who was who your idol growing up? Who did you try to take after? It's a good question. So I kind of, like, growing up, like, a, a female that I really looked up to is, I guess, like, obvious, like, Kendall Coyne. She's just such a fast player and I've always wanted to be someone that was like really fast and like could, I don't know, I guess I could separate myself from other players just like with my speed. And then another one was, she's a D, but um, Megan Keller, 
she played for Honey Baked and I played for Honey Baked. I think she's only like two or three years older than me, but like just being able to like watch her and kind of like grow up watching her play and like she kind of went through the same path as me. I think that was something that was, oh, like I could really push myself. Like I could get to this spot that she's at too. Like, yeah. Yeah, for sure. And what was it like to have that like kind of woman presence in hockey growing up, like being able to know that there's more women than just you wanting to play hockey and like living that dream? Yeah. So, I mean, like I said, like I played boys hockey until I was 11. So I didn't really know like a lot about girls hockey. But when I did make the change over to girls hockey, it was kind of like, I don't know, it opened up a whole new, like, I don't know how to explain it, like a whole new situation. Like, oh, I could go to college because like that wasn't like in my head, like, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Like, it kind of was like when I went to Honey Baked where I was like, I finally like gained the confidence to where it was like, oh, I actually, maybe I could like play in college and stuff like that. So it was really like all the girls around me and seeing the Olympics on TV and all that stuff. And then the NWHL came about when, what is it? I think I was in like my final years of high school and it was just like, yeah, all this new stuff started popping up and it just got really exciting. And yeah. It's always fun to hear that. Like, you know, you had like a little bit of a story coming back and, uh, Yeah, it's awesome. And being the first pick yourself, uh, how would you want, you know, women who are younger than you to see you as like, what what would you want to tell them growing up? Honestly, the biggest thing is just like, I don't know, I want to be someone that kids can look up to. And like, that's kind of like a big role almost that I play, like when I'm doing like the camps, like, because I love, I love coaching camps. I love little kids. And I love watching them like grow. Like I've been a part of, it used to be the selects but now it's premier ice prospects and these girls that I like was coaching in New York like I've been with them for I think four years and it's like crazy how much they've grown and it's just cool to be a part of that and to be someone that they do look up to so I guess the biggest thing I would say is just like keep pushing and yeah it's it's hard it's hard to know what to tell them yeah. when you're just starting your career, right? So, I, yeah, yeah, I understand. Um, so, like before going to Quinnipiac, you actually played the couple of years before in Lindenwood, and you mentioned that earlier. Um, and it sounded like there was a bit of tension in in the association. So, could you maybe like you know uh, explain more about the choice of uh, switching over? Yeah. So honestly, my biggest thing, like why I made the switch, was just because I wanted to go to a school that I felt would develop me more as a hockey player I felt at Lindenwood I wasn't um progressing as I wanted to and when I did come to Quinnipiac like even though I had two very short years because I was hurt and then COVID of course um I think I grew so much as a player and I'm so happy that I made the change so yeah that was really like my biggest thing is I I just wanted to be able to grow as a player is there anyone there that you feel really helped you with your um, progression or uh, helped you get better as a player was it a coach a teammate honestly like so the coaching staff really helped me grow like not only as a player but like as a person you wouldn't know this but um like my first ever interview I like couldn't even like speak at Lindenwood I was like so scared like I I'm like so nervous to talk to people I mean now I feel a lot more comfortable like maybe I'm not the best at it now but like the amount of growth I've had just in like that aspect like they made me do interviews they made me practice all these different things like just in that um and then the girls like everyone just really helped me build my confidence a lot there like 
everyone as soon as like transferring is so hard like when you go to a new school like you're going you're leaving the known to go into the unknown and it's freaky so when I got there everyone was so like welcoming and yeah I was like unreal that school is great <laughs> it's so it's always nice to hear that you know when you go to a different spot and you're transferring that it's very welcoming environment and mm-hmm. it makes it easier for um you as a player and also yeah. like your your progression and and how you are getting better and um and what whatever you're going to do right it, it, it makes it more comfortable and yeah. um a lot better for you know many aspects but um so how important would you say the mental game is you know playing playing in even minor hockey going to pro hockey how much do you think it has an impact on play yeah so my first year user at Lindenwood like I didn't focus on like mental skills like the mental aspect of the game like really at all and when I went to Quinnipiac we kind of had to because I didn't like know much about it and I didn't know how helpful it actually could be so then when we got to Quinnipiac we kind of had to we had these like journals that we had to fill out like after practice and like just kind of how we were feeling mentally and different things and I think that like honestly really helped me to kind of get to the point that I am today is just by like focusing on what what threw me off for this practice and what made me play good this game like certain things like that like when you reflect on it and you do all these like little mental skills like it actually it really helps and I think that's what really got me to the point that I am today. Did you ever try to implement any of the mental side uh, to your game when you were at Quinnipiac? Yeah, absolutely. So we actually, we have um, Spencer Wood. He's like the Detroit Tigers, like mental guy. Yeah, I don't even know how to explain it. But he actually talks to us. And my first year at Quinnipiac, he came in person and we had kind of like a workshop. I think it was like an eight hour workshop on like a Sunday. But it was like so beneficial to like kind of put things into perspective, like in a game and like how you can. A big thing that they touched on is going from red to green. So we kind of had to like make a little a phrase that like say I screwed up a pass or something or I didn't score when we really needed a goal. Just kind of going from that red to green and to get yourself ready for that next shift. I think that was like the biggest thing. And then this last year we kind of we had another workshop. It was like two days, but it was like over the phone, like over Zoom. But it's just like, it's so helpful. So incredibly helpful. Yeah, being able to implement not just the physical side of the game when you're actually playing, but also the mental side can really give you that edge over um, competition, especially if you know how to deal with it. Because that even, even just being able to calm yourself down can make the difference between taking a bad penalty and then maybe giving your team a power play. So um, I I really love to hear that, that you do that. Um, There was one actual question I wanted to ask you was in, in men's uh, hockey, there's contact, but for women's, there's not, I kind of want to know you like your opinion on that. Um, I honestly think that there should be like hitting or any type of contact because I mean, what draws people to men's hockey, like obviously the skill, but like the hitting is just like, it's a big part of it. And it, makes you have to make decisions so much so much quicker so I think in girls hockey like we have a lot of skill and like whatever but I think if we could throw in just like the little hits and stuff it would just make it so much more fun and I think we could get some more viewers from it too 
but yeah, I think it should be a thing. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I mean, there, there's been like a lot of debate on it. Like if it is it beneficial, is it not uh, implementing it now or implementing it at like a certain time? Yeah. Um, but my, my personal opinion is I, I think they should. And I yeah. think just because like, you know, of equality and being able to say, Hey, why is this not the same as men's hockey or why can't we do this? Right. Um, I think it kind of takes away from, from what it is. Cause you, you, you shouldn't take out an aspect that, that, that has been there, like not, not fully obviously, but, um, you know, there should be a a sense of equality when it comes to things like that. Um, and know the difference between, you know, what's dangerous and what's not, and then implementing that into the game. So I I like to hear that, you know, you, you think that it should be added, but, um, yeah, it's, it's awesome to, to know that um is there anybody that you think has like over your career has like complimented you um on how you play meaning that who helped you the most as you were growing up honestly every single one of my coaches has like really helped me like obviously in the hockey aspect my parents were a big thing like boosting my confidence and making me feel good going into another game like my brother is also a really big factor in that like he played hockey up until like high school so he was always like kind of pushing me and telling me some other things to do and whatnot but yeah I've always had like a really big support group that always made me feel good and I never like I don't know I guess it was them and coaches and I've always been surrounded by good teammates I guess you're happy about those uh 6 a.m practices your parents had to take you to when you're younger (laughs) Yeah, I mean they're probably not happy about it, but I mean, I mean, you know what? You you got drafted. I'm sure they're, I'm sure they're like, oh, it, it was worth it. You know, <laughs> yeah, they're definitely tearing up and stuff. So it it's uh it's definitely good to hear that uh, everything's working out. And I um uh, you know congratulations on that on that uh, draft. And uh, I I wish the best for your future. And you know I, I again I I appreciate you coming on because like I said this um prior to the interview, it's always awesome to have someone who's picked first in any draft so um you know i i appreciate you coming on i thank you for it and um yeah yeah absolutely i really appreciate you having me on and that does it for another episode of sportsology the podcast i will be linking the socials again in the description of the podcast for the listeners to check me and taylor out and you know again i i always like to do this and i just appreciate everyone who listens to my podcast because like i said It gives me a lot of motivation to keep doing this and keep giving you, the listeners, more and more great content. So till next time, my name is Zach Stain. You have a great day.